Welcome to Do A Blessing CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. We're about to do, and what you will continue to do in the lives of everyone. Father, we want to say thank you. Lord, we are grateful. Who is like unto you, O Lord, who is like unto you? Above all other gods, you are for you are glorious in holiness, you are fearful in praises, you are forever being wondrous. I will thank you. We bless you. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' most precious Amen. 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 Let's have our seat. God bless us all in Jesus' name. We thank God for what God is doing. We thank Him for his mercies and for his name forever be glorified in Jesus' name. We would have a short discussion and as we start off the month and we are trusting God even as we go into the healing service. My, my, my desire has always been that everyone will be able to exercise the, 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 the best of God's of God's blessings in our midst. You know one thing that I have always um, I'm always careful of as a pastor is that or as somebody who's preaching the word sorry as somebody who speaks the word, it's not to you know exercise people's. You know, I, I believe there's a difference in in, in the word. In, in, I believe there's a difference in the in the teacher of in someone teaching the word and the motivation of student. Um, and I also I'm a firm believer of there's a difference in yes you know when you're preaching there's always. To do, but there's a difference in the preacher and the comedian. You get what I'm trying to say? So it's always, it, it has always been something very, that has always laid heavily in my heart. I can remember, and I've shared this with us, when I was serving with Sokoto, I was, I was, uh, I was serving with Sokoto then, the fellowship as well as having was growing, and, um, and there was a couple that was, Living together, they were they had their own room, but they chose to live together. A guy and a, a girl, and of course, a lot of things was going on behind closed doors, and and they were they were both engaged. One was married, one was one had just gone the traditional, but then before they came. So, and they were they were attending the church. The fellowship and things like that. And one day they met me along the road and they said, Ah, because then they used to call, for those who were not in this NCCF, they called um, the leader's papa. Now, papa, um, uh, our, our friends are coming. And I said, to, From where? They said, They are coming from Sokoto Town. So, are they coming to that? I said, We told them about you and how you fit. I wanted to come and listen to you. And I was looking at them. 
and heavily married. As they spoke to me, as I turned back, I was in tears. Because I did not understand what they were coming to see. Because my home was, if your life cannot be impacted, what are you calling to come and see? Come and see that guy with the petition where you are. You enjoy yourself. That's what I was going to do. And that day, I, my, my, my pillow was, was soaked with tears. I was like, God, what, are, what has this come to become now? You know, when Samuel was, when Samson was about to fall, they told him to come and cast and give readings. And that became, so, what happened was that, and that night God spoke in a dream. Basically, I saw myself serving people coming in. And, and some people were taking some, were just laughing and things like that. And God said to me, he said, you are serving them, my God, whatever you will just do is their problem. Uh, but I just needed to be sure that, you know, I am not eventually become a comedian. God help us in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. Why am I saying this? I you know I I just I just you know even there are, there are things that I want I I don't believe in in psyching people's faith up that you know or, or people's expectation hope and I'm I'm always wondering I hope this is this is real. God help us in Jesus' name. So as we look at this scripture, as we try to begin to look at this, no, the Bible says, and this is one thing that if you, if we, if we don't have it up here, but if you read from verse 16, you discover that Paul was talking that I pray. My prayer is that, and he said that your eyes of understanding will be enlightened. Now, these are not unbelievers, these are Christians. He said, I pray that your eyes of understanding will be enlightened, and you will know the hope of his calling, and the riches of his glory of the of his inheritance in the saints. So the Bible is saying, I know there is even and like I said, our topic we, we are talking about is we are all children of God. We are all children of God. And there is something that happens in your life. Something happens to you. There is something about you the day you gave your life to Christ. Something definitely changed. But when you read all through the scriptures, especially when the apostles were talking, they would always try to tell people. That's why the Bible says that if a man is in Christ, he said, he said, he said, he said, he said, he said if a man be in Christ, he said, behold, if, if a man be in Christ, behold, all things are coming. Second Corinthians chapter five. He says. He said, therefore, from now on, we do not regard no, we, we, we regard no one according to the flesh. So that means that I am just not just making an assessment on you based on I can see this report. Said, this is what we are no more doing. He said, even though we we don't we even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet we no longer know him according to the flesh. Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. 
Another version will tell you, behold. What is saying? What does it mean to behold? Is that I need your attention. We are not. We are not regarding you again according to the flesh. So when I'm going to look at you, I don't judge you or assess you according to your bank account or according to whatever the case may be. He said, he said, there is something inside of you. When I see you, it makes that's that that is the new destination of who you are. Let's let's go on. He says, he says, all things are passing away. Behold. What would the Bible, what does Bible mean by behold? Is that behold means be aware of what I'm about to say. All things have become new. So that means that if even though you are seeing that person, he's saying that the day he gave his life to Christ, something happened. Now, that has been the challenge of the apostles to Christians. That they did not know that something has changed in them. They have, they, 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 they have not come to the point when they, because to them, you know, it is still the normal person. There is nothing that has changed. You know, I, I have uh, an guy who was, you know, he's, he's God, God has blessed him a lot in his ministry. And he was saying to somebody, so when he gave people, people did altar call, and they all came out, and he prayed for them. And he said, what do you feel? And somebody was saying that, you know, I feel that I, give, I, I feel this grace in my life. I feel this thing in my life. Everybody in that crowd or in that people, in those people that came out, every one of them was saying, I feel, I feel, I feel. He said, that is the problem. He said, the Bible never said you will feel. He said, he said, because if you start now by saying, I'm not saying that it doesn't happen, but if you start now by saying, when I, when I came out and I gave Jesus, I gave my life to Jesus, I just felt something. The Bible never said you will. It doesn't mean that you cannot, but the Bible says you did not say you would have to feel. So that is why, one of the reasons why you see Paul always talking about these things, trying to deal with it with Christians, is that because you are the same person, physically by the flesh does not mean something has not changed. In fact, in the scripture before, in, the, in, in fact, Psalm 82, you will see the Bible talking, he said, this is God talking. He said, you are gods, but, and you are children of the most high, but you shall die like men and fall like the princes. If you, if you go on you do that's the other slide we have, he says, and Bible talks about the fact that they don't understand. So what we are trying to first of all say is that something changed when you gave your life to Christ. If you're giving your life to Christ, something changed. And John chapter 1, verse 12. Says that as many that has received him, he gave them the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe in all, all his name. He said, as many that received him, he gave them power. Now that means that you you are not sons of God or children of God 
just by mouth or so let me read that way, is that you became a child of God because a power was, de was deposited in you. As something happened when you gave your life to Christ. We're getting some of this. Now, because as we begin to look, as I begin to look at this aspect of our inheritance and how you can extract and begin to unlock that aspect, that nature inside of you, you need to, we need to come forward and understand that you know when you were given back and you became the son of God, you gave, became the son of God as a result by power. Something happened. You may not shake, but something entered. So you will not see going forward. So we have a couple of scriptures I would. Uh, is that I'm just trying to link these scriptures together so that we can see. First Peter now says, you know, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but on incorruptible seed, but, but incorruptible seed, through the word of God that lives and abides. So that means that what gave birth to you that is called power is the word of God. Because let me go back to creation. Genesis says that in the world, in the beginning, God created the heaven and earth and he said, so when you ask how did God create his world, this world, he created this world by power. Sorry, by his word. Does that make sense? So now let us go to Jeremiah. You will now see what Jeremiah says. Jeremiah said he made the world by his power. He did not use by his word. He said by his power. So when you go back and you read the scriptures that we're talking about, that you gave, you, 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 you became a child of God by power. And the Bible says you are born by the word. So that means that what created you, what what came inside of you and became alive is the word of God. Hallelujah. God give us understanding in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. That's why the Bible says, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God unto salvation. Romans chapter 1, verse 16. Hallelujah. Now, I want to just. So, the way I became the child of God was as a result. That was why when Jesus was talking about people going to preach about the gospel, he said, When you preach them, he said, These signs shall follow them that believe. So, what they received is the word. What you receive at, at, at your birth is the word. So you would see again as you how you let's go to Second Peter. Sorry, yeah, um, yeah, Second Peter, one three to four. He says, by His divine power, God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. How do we get it? Through the knowledge of it. And has called us by into glory by virtue, which has given us his exceedingly great 
by which, now this, this is where verse 4, by which we, by which being given to us exceedingly great from great and precious promises, that through these promises we cannot begin to partake. That means I can begin to join in the nature of God. That means that there is something about the scriptures that as I begin to as I begin to look into that scripture, I am I begin to partake in the nature of God. I begin to share in his nature because something inside of me begins to react to that word. But I'm going to try to explain by the grace of God what I am saying and where I am going with this. Is that because you cannot, when you have, when you are called a son of God, that means you have his nature. But for you to now begin to partake, that means to demonstrate his nature. Something happens when you begin to read through the scriptures. When you begin to open the scriptures and you begin to read them. Second Corinthians says something to us. He says, but we all with unveiled face beholding the mirror the, 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 uh, beholding in a mirror the glory of God and as we are holding up this mirror as we are looking at this mirror the Bible says that you are gradually being changed your nature is gradually changing as you keep looking at that mirror as you keep looking at that mirror something in you is changing. Something in you is changing. Okay, let me give an example. I would, would get to the point where I, I'm going to try to talk more about. See, there is the reading of scriptures, and there is the part where you, where God opens your heart. And you begin to see yourself in the scriptures. Like, for example, I was having battle with a particular sickness one day. Oh, okay, let me even put this. You know, um, can you remember the. Um, and this is how scriptures come to life. And I hope that God will help me to bring this to you is that that was one day I had okay I had I missed not I had I missed my final exams one of my final exams was here they shifted the date I had no clue what was happening? I was. I, I I thought the exam was at four, so I think something happened. So they shifted the date. 
or when they announced it, or when we were talking about it, they, talk, they spoke about it a day or two days, no, about three days before. But the problem is that because in my university then, nobody stays on campus. So the place where you will probably hear the, the conversation will be on campus. And then there was no WhatsApp for us to know that, you know, WhatsApp group, this is happening, that it was nothing like that. So, I had no clue that the exam was moved. And I was taking my bath in the morning that day. And as I was taking my bath, you know, I woke up early in the morning, I read, so I went to take my bath. The time when I was taking the bath, we were doing the exams. So, and all of a sudden, as I was taking my bath, I was, a scripture just came to my mind. When Israel was going through, when they wanted to cross over the, the um, the river, uh, no, when, uh, in the days of Joshua, um, the Bible says that they were about to cross a particular river. And the Bible says that that river was overflowing because of its own season. That was its own season. And the Bible says that what God said to the people of Israel is that you will carry the Ark of Covenant. And the Bible says, Jordan, the Bible says, as they stepped the bank of Jordan, Jordan began to dry and they were able to move forward. That is scripture. Does that make sense? I was not thinking my bad, I was not thinking, wait a minute. What is in the Ark of Covenant? That was what was playing on in my mind. God. The Bible says, Christ in me, the hope of glory. And I'm about to cross a river that naturally will not allow people to cross. So the Bible says that that river was overflowing in its own season. I can never forget that day. I was in the bed, as, as soon as I finished taking my bath, and I walked out of the, of, of, of the bathroom, I, I was like, I am carrying the, the presence of God. And as I step into this water, the water opens. As I step into, as I'm crossing over into to become a garment, I am stepping in, and this water will begin to pass. That's when scripture comes away from reading, and you are already in that scripture. I did not know <laughs> that actually I was crossing Jordan. Pop knows the results. They did not allow me to take that final exam. And I can never forget that was a lady The day I was going to sign, you know, there's a place called Admin that you go and take your, if your name is on the list, that things like that. And you go and sign and things all this kind of stuff. On the day I collected my certificate, I cannot forget that day. That lady said, Huh? The God you serve 
But I didn't know that anybody was looking at me and said, he's coming to college and what's he going to do? Because I had to, you know, <laughs> when my when my result came, when the result, when they were calling me of people that were going to South, they called my name. It was me and my friend Ruby. We were like, did they make a mistake? <laughs> because me and I know that I am Alex Fire. What am I trying to say to us is that a mature triggers inside of you. You begin to partake in that nature when that scripture comes alive to you. When that scripture comes alive to you. There was a day I was sick at home, I was sick in the hostel. I was lying down on the bed. And all of a sudden, I was just thinking and meditating and I discovered that wait a minute, the Bible says that Jesus, Jesus said, I am the river of life. And Revelation says that this is the way I, I, I Revelation says that there is a river when um, it says uh, Revelation 20, 21, 22, it says, it says, it says, it says every, the river flows and every tree standing by the, by, by the sides is for the healing of nations. And I was I just stood up, I took up, and I did like this. And I said, I take out of the river of life. I literally saw myself. And that is why, I'll put it this way as you go, that is why the Bible talks about meditation. It says that this book of law shall not depart from your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night. Because inside it, so it is not reading that matters. It is when you begin to see yourself in that scriptures. That's why the Bible says in first in, 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 in James chapter, uh, chapter one, it says, if be not we hearers of the word or doers, who is, is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. What does the Bible say that when we behold the mirror, as you behold it, you begin to see that you are gradually changed. That was the scripture we read before. <coughs> May God grant us understanding in the name of Jesus Christ. I hope I can, and that's my prayer, I hope that I can God can, I too am still learning, but God can bring you into that world where the scriptures goes beyond quoting of my heart. I appreciate people who quote scripture, verse, and chapter. It is wonderful, it is I am always dazzled at people like that. But I still use Google <laughs> to find my scriptures. Because what is what see can I say that these scriptures, the Bible, the original content of it, that he had no chapter and verse. Chapters and verse are put in scriptures so that you can understand it. It's, that's what it is. It's like somebody wrote a letter and somebody now puts in paragraphs. 
That's all you need. That's why at times when you read chapter 10 or something, you have to go to the chapter before to understand what they're talking about in that chapter 10. Because scripture is not just anything like that. God, help us all in Jesus' name. So we begin to see that, you know, in 2 Timothy, he says something, he says, he says, um, he says, now, he was describing some people, he says, they have a form of godliness, but they are denying power. Said, of such people turn away. Now, if go to verse 7, he says, always learning, but they are never able to come to the knowledge of truth. So, they, there is a difference. I, 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 there is a difference in scriptures that it is beyond just reading the scriptures. But that scripture comes alive. There are times where, you know, my wife and I said, is anything that you, you have to you're thinking anything you just want to do you, because okay like for example there was there was a time when something was happening I wanted to pray I knew what to pray I knew this is the situation but I was calling my mentor and I was saying to her I said I said I know this is this is the problem but this is what I want to pray about I said but my I am ruminating on the scripture and I cannot find the scripture to back up. And she was saying to me, said, no, it is natural process. You cannot pray for me. Why? Because my wife was about to eat back then, and I did not like the what I was seeing. In terms of she was always you know, weak and things, and I was like, this cannot be happening in my house. What kind of process is this? And things like I, I would lock myself up in the bedroom and I would say, God, there has to be a scripture to address this kind of issue. Because I was trying to find out something. Sorry, that's just my own part of madness. But I, I'm just saying that is just me as a person. Somebody, somebody um, um, was speaking to me about a couple and the challenge they are having. And because of that challenge, they are going to break up. And I just you know, it was the person that told me was like, ah, you don't talk because I was like, this is wrong. He said, no, they, they tried. I said, you don't understand what I'm saying. The devil is cheating these people. And I don't know them anyway. I said, that is what is annoying me. That they will, this marriage will break. And they will say, yes, I have won. Right, what's happening is that no, no. Husband and a wife, whenever they want to have sexual intercourse, the husband cannot respond to the wife. But yet, he will go out and sleep with other women, and things will go on. And they've been like that for years. And they were like, maybe the way forward for us is to just go out separately. I was hungry that night. I was hungry. The person, when the person, when the person, when he got there, they called me. I couldn't. I said sorry because honestly, I, it drew my anger drove me to the place of prayer. I, I was praying that I don't know them from anywhere. 
I just hate injustice when I see it. Because what is going to happen is that they're going to break up. And then it's going to be happy. Because it's one. God, God help us in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Because what I said to them, I said, you know, they will go find somebody else and the same issue happen. Because you are not solving anything. You just kind of.
you have the word of God. It is inside your study that your own personal word will come to. It is inside reading through the scripture that you will be able to hear your that's why the Bible says, until his own word came. The word of God kept flying him until his own personal word came true in that, in, in that same setting. The Bible says, then uh, the king sent for him and this, this is, this is um, Joseph. He said, then he became ruler. At times, the ability for people to withstand and seek God while under while going through scriptures makes it a challenge. People cannot even stand being tried. I'm not saying tried not only by temptation, but no. I will, I will get there. Somebody asked me one day, why is that when I read scriptures I see? I said because you are not looking for anything in the scriptures. You are looking for something. It's just the way you approach it. It's just the way you approach it. And that's why it brings me to the first story. See, when, when the Pharisees, one of the things the Pharisees had was that they knew the law, but they could not break through because they were not humble or teachable. That's why the first thing that sex life is, the first thing I wanted to talk about is we said, no, amen. Hallelujah, sorry. Yeah, it says, be humble and be teachable. Be humble and be teachable. You know how humble, humble humility is. The Bible says something. You say, no, 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 no. This one, they don't understand what I'm feeling. My own case is, is critical. How can they say that? How can the Bible say that, uh, you know, um, uh, wash the uh, uh, sabi. Whoever is going to is going to be a leader must be ready to serve. Unite and preach your own service to what the scripture is saying. You are not teachable. I'm not talking about when the scriptures is 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 when the scripture is painting a picture to you. But while you are studying, you are already saying no. You know. There are some places that I cannot, there are certain things that I cannot do. David saw that when that when he stood in the presence of God, he was nobody. David was dancing like a madman. That's why he tried to say, excuse me, you are a king. And what did God do? God lifted him up. But God speaks to you. You can see the word of God, what God is saying, humble yourself. Forgive. Pray for someone. See, it's, God must try to understand what where I'm coming from. That kind of person is not teaching. That is what is called humility. That's why the Bible first of all talks about the first bit of the end it. That talks about false humility. People who are who, who think that they are humble, but as far as scripture is concerned, you are not. See, 
when you stand against scripture, when the Bible is talking to you and you're talking your own, that's what we They don't know that, you know, God, you should understand. God, God understands. See, my own grace is different from the grace in the Bible. That's why the, the book of Psalms says, after the Bible says that, look, yeah, the, the, the Bible, amen, God help us in Jesus' name. Now, the, the, yeah, it says, the humble, he guides injustice, and the humble, he teaches his ways. God does not teach everybody. The scripture does not break. See, that was why the Pharisees could see Jesus. But what was difficult for them was to submit themselves under a bond that they saw when his mother gave birth to. They knew what the scripture was saying, but when they got to the part of application, it was difficult. You know, I, I went to a place and I was seeing them as they were coming up and people were pushing one another to go and give me to the first of all go before me because I'm more senior than you mm-hmm. and things like that. If you understand that the Bible says whoever speaks, speak as an oracle of God, no matter who that person is, you would sit down Believing you are hearing from God already. But when you now say, you know, I, uh, see, I, I have seen some of our guys who was saying something wrong and I said, this is wrong. He was saying, you know, that person was putting and I felt like taking the mic off his hand and going to put it. He said, because I had the fire was burning inside of me. Which kind of fire is that? Jesus, the word himself, was sitting down in the temple while Pharisees were teaching. Please, I want us to understand when the Bible talks about humility. Humility is not necessarily that you are prostrating. But there are certain things that go on and you know, you, you because when you are humble, it takes you from the Part of reading scripture into practicalities. Texting on a part of scripture into practicalities. God help us in Jesus' name. Let's go to the next one. He says, now, the question, another thing is that when you read the Bible, what are you looking for? Are you just reading the Bible to say, um, okay, let's see. You know, some people would even throw the Bible and do like this. And open whatever it is that comes out. And say, God is speaking to me. <laughs> see, you can start off by reading, but let something also begin to... See, when, that's why the Bible says, when Paul was talking to him, he said, he didn't say, Timothy, read the scripture. He said, study. 
to show yourself. So when you are studying, even in this age, you have you go to coconuts. What does this thing mean? You begin to discover that as you are looking for something, the doors begin to open and you begin to enter from the path of reading because you have to find it to a place where you are actually looking for something. Proverbs says, Proverbs chapter 2 says that, he, he says that, yes, he said, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, and if you seek her as silver and search for her as an hidden treasure, then you would understand the fear of God and find knowledge from God. So if you are not looking for something, if your scripture, please, I'm not saying devotionals are good, but your mind should be, what does God have for me today? Not that it is Monday, you should read something. Because you just read it. You have not found, you are not looking for anything. Because when you are looking, even when you finish reading, you will see that that conversation will go on because your mind keeps on ruminating over what you have learned. Please, can I tell you that there is no one who, it's scriptural, there is nobody who knows it all. After I finished preaching on Sunday, we thank God for what God did on Sunday and things. When I got home, I was thinking about something. Out cost allowed. This thing, I don't think, uh, is it right this way? And she was saying to me, yes, that it makes sense. I said, okay, because I'm a bit confused. Though. This this thing, I don't, I don't, learning the scriptures, looking for something. Question is that, when you open the Bible, what are you looking for? Are you looking to hear God? Are you look, because that is where conversation starts from. It is great to read Bible from Genesis to Revelation. So many people have done it. I desire to do it. I tried, but at times, you know, one, I should not spiritualize it, lack of discipline. Amen. But second thing also is that at times, I get stuck. I can be reading the scriptures like this. At times, I'm not saying things, I'm not saying that it's just me as a person at times. But I just feel that there is no grace that God cannot give everybody. At times, I read the scriptures in church, the Bible lesson. At times, I don't finish reading the scriptures that you're reading. Because I get stuck in one verse. And I'm still thinking about it. By the time they finish reading this, that's why I am not too good. As a reading scripture, not that I cannot see. You can understand, but when I'm reading it at times, I am reading and I'm going, I, it's a bad habit. I should know that, you know, that time when you are reading for the public versus when you are reading for yourself. So when I'm reading it like this, I am reading something and I'm already looking at that thing. You are, you, I don't know, why is he not reading it again? So I said that I cannot read, but I just get stuck at times. So when you are reading the scriptures, what are you looking for? 
say, another thing I would just want to say is that what value do you put on the word of God? It was interesting to me when I read Matthew chapter 7 and verse 6 and 7. And Jesus said, this is Jesus talking. Do not give to dogs what is sacred. Do not throw to do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they will only snap, put it under their feet and turn sorry, and turn and tear you in pieces. He now said afterwards, hearts. Don't you think that that's a contradiction? He's saying, you know what, I don't just throw things anyhow. So he's saying, before you come and hide, understand the value of what you are looking for. Don't just come and say, God, and you go to the Bible, Jesus is saying, excuse me, what value do you have for what's what? What, you, what you're looking for? What value do you place on what you're looking for? See, there, there is a man in the scriptures. The, you know, he wrote Psalm 109, a very powerful psalm that David wrote. He, 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 he pours out his heart to discover the word of God. That's why you read it in that verse 1 and verse 18 from when, when he said that uh, when he said, open my eyes to see the wondrous things in the world, in, the world, in, in your law. And verse 19 said, I am a stranger in this world. Do not hide your commandments from me. So David was such see, when somebody is praying this kind of prayer, you say, David, excuse me, the law is written black and white. Why do you need to pray to God? Show me, I am a stranger in this world. Because there is a difference in reading and partaking in the nature of God. See, when David was, David became, as I believe, as he was reading and finding God in the world, his nature began to change in such a way that David began to influence his community. David began to change people's lives. You know, I am so excited. You see, the Bible says in 4 Samuel, let's see, 4 Samuel chapter 22, verse 22. Um, sorry, is it, have we, um, sorry, it's going to be 4 Samuel, next one, do we have, no, okay, 4 Samuel chapter 22, verse 2. Sorry, first Samuel chapter 22, verse 2. Do you have anybody who has it there? First Samuel 22, verse 2. It was somewhere in the beginning. All those who were in distress. Oh, now, this is David's group. All those who were in distress. Or in debt. Those who had no money, they were in debt. Or they were they were tired of life. Gathered around him. Those were the group that they gathered. And he became their commander. And he became their commander. About four hundred men were with him. Four hundred men or people who had no job, <laughs> who were tired of life, who were in debt, who had no future. The Bible says they gathered. And became their Lord. Now, if you go to verse 
Let's go to the next. Second Samuel chapter 23, verse 8. This is the same man that the Bible recorded that they had no future. The Bible now says, These are the men of the mighty men whom David had. So they moved from people that had no future, somebody who was in debt, somebody who had issues, and by the time David took them through his lifestyle, as somebody who was always pursuing the secrets of God, they became people that people respected in town. See, somebody, I was speaking to somebody, and somebody was saying, I said, so I said, that is the joy of ministry. See, somebody walked through the door, and they are literally on the floor of life. Those were people that David was guarding. David wasn't guarding people who were, who had, you know, who had the good old figure out, or things like that. He wanted that David himself had to figure out because he went to sleep with somebody's wife. So he too was also <laughs> was also managed. God was managing him also. But as they continued in that journey of finding out the nature of God and begin to dig into the scriptures, as they go in that journey, each one of them begins to change. The one that was in death became the one that would feed people. The one that had no life, no, that was, had said, you know what, this life, there is nothing in this life. Couple of years later, became the one that was leading people. The, quest, the, the thing I'm pointing out to us is that, yes, we are children of God, but we are on a journey. And as we share the scriptures together as we begin to see the scriptures in a better, better way. You begin to see yourself that, you know, last year, two years ago, three years ago, you see, somebody was saying, here, and we give God all the glory. That when the church started, nobody had jobs. <laughs> but God is taking people from one level to another. I said to me, everybody was doing graduated or and that was one thing which I felt was so was so um, important as the vision when the person in chance this morning was talking that God is saying have faith. It is a journey. What I said will come to pass. If somebody told David, David, sir, God said you are going to become king. And said, okay, how am I going to become king? Go and look for men. You know, look for men that are in debt. You want that has no future. <laughs> you want that has, you know, David will be like, excuse me, sir, we said that we, we want to become, you need people that are you know, when you want to form a government, you look for intellectuals. People who know what they are doing. Not the one that has cannot manage his money. Is in debt. And that is where we will end. 
And I, 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 I trust God. You know, when God said, and now what he said, he keeps saying publicly, then below. That the church is an hospital. But what he has told me personally is that you will build me my house. And he's talking about physical structures. He said, but there is no there is no need for an engineer or an architect or whatever it is if a building is standing. But when a bricklayer gets to a place, he doesn't ask for, for, for building, he asks for sand. He will now mold those sands into blocks and begin to use each one to begin to build. So when God was talking to, to David, when God was saying, when God said, I have anointed you, David, to be king, David did not know that you only have people who had no future around him. Everybody has future, amen. <laughs> but now that is the way God works. But what we need to do is that as we discover this bit by bit, as we discover our nature in God, let us grab it with our faith and begin to act based on what we see. Let us rise in peace. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. Have a blessed week.